Welcome to the Ode to Joy podcast, a show where we talk about joy, how do we cultivate it, how do we maintain it, and what are the things that get in the way. This week, we bring you another part of our very special Grieve Outside the Box podcast series, where we're breaking down my book, Grieve Outside the Box, chapter by chapter and topic by topic. I hope you enjoy Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Ode to Joy podcast. It has been a minute, y'all, and you know what? I'm so happy to be here again with you. We're just going to dive right into it. Uh, This week, we are talking about the chapter topic from my book, Grieve Outside the Box, Let Me Know If You Need Anything. And I have to tell you guys, this is the wildest thing. So obviously, those of you who have been tuning in uh, to the show know that generally I've been putting out um, an episode every week um, that you have been enjoying, which is awesome. And when it came to this chapter topic, I have to tell you guys, I pitched this to so many people. And I've been so lucky in the past that generally when I pitch a topic idea to people, they're like, yeah, let's do it, you know? And with this topic, I reached a total wall. And that is why I'm recording this as a solo episode today. Um, The truth is there are many other episodes I have already recorded for after this chapter topic, and I'm so excited um, to share them all with you. Um, So stay tuned. Uh, They will be coming back every week after this. Um, But, you know, I reached this wall after pitching this um, topic idea to so many different people. And um, obviously, some of you may know, if you follow me on social media, um, I went on a trip. And you know, after the book came out, um, I went through some pretty large life changes. And um, being the generator um, human design profile with a hermit opportunist uh, profile, I, I chose to sort of go into... Um, a little bit of a hermit time and really dive into these huge life changes, one of which really being the book coming out um, and allowing myself to move through these um, emotional energetic waters and and really giving myself what I needed during that time. Talk about uh, learning to ask for what you need is sometimes tuning in and asking yourself, how can I give those things to myself? And so uh, that's a little bit of a backstory of, of why the episode is um, a little bit delayed here. Um, but as we know, sometimes you need to take a break. Sometimes you need to step back and take stock of your life, what's going on, um, and really let yourself be in it. So let's talk about the topic of the day, which is the phrase, let me know if you need anything. Now, for those of you who have read the book, um, you know that this chapter topic is about the phrase that comes up um, when loss is experienced. So obviously, the book is all about grief and um, losing uh, loved ones. And you know, the reason why I wrote this chapter was because as I was going through, um, the process of, you know, my father being sick with brain cancer, um, and his, um, eventual passing in 2016, this phrase would come up all the time. And for my friends of, uh, who are listening, who have gone through, uh, losing a loved one, you've probably heard this, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you'll get in your DMS, you'll get in your text messages, you'll get on your Facebook wall, uh, you know, of people really offering their condolences and saying, let me know if you need anything. And I don't know about you guys, but this phrase pissed me the F off when people would say it because, you know, you start to hear it so much of the time and then you're kind of like, well, 
what, what does that mean exactly? And I think that's why, um, perhaps I had such a hard time finding someone to talk with about this because first of all, it's a phrase. And even when you break it down, it's, 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 it's vague. And I think that's why it pissed me so off to begin with is what is, let me know if you need anything. Why do we say it? Why is it somehow, uh, you know, in our, the common uh, cultural practices of um, offering support to a grieving person, why are we saying, let me know if you need anything? So let's break it down. I think the reason perhaps is obviously people are feeling for the person who is grieving and they want to offer their support, uh, but they don't really know how. And um, so they want to sort of leave it as this open-ended offer of let me know if you need anything. And that started having me thinking, well, what is anything? And what is it that we can ask for? And when we're going through hard times, whether we're grieving or not, um, and people want to offer their support, um, I think it also really comes down to understanding, okay, which, which let me know if you need anything is genuine. And when you, uh, receive someone saying, let me know if you need anything. Um, I think it's a moment for you to tune in and ask, okay, well, what's my relationship with this person? Is this person saying, let me know if you need anything out of, um, sort of an obligation and, and, and is it, that sort of knee jerk response of like, well, I don't know what to say. So I'm just going to say, let me know if you need anything. Or is this someone that I can actually ask for help with something? Um, and like I said, you know, this really applies to many areas of our lives, um, whether you're grieving or not. So let's first just talk about it, um, in the lens of grief. Um, and when you're going through grieving, Um, for me, it was learning how to ask those people who offered, let me know if you need anything and learning to ask, okay, well, listen, this is what I actually need help with. Um, and so if you're a grieving person right now, perhaps you can tune in and ask, you know, what are some things that on the daily I'm needing help with, you know, am I needing help buying groceries? You know, am I needing help cleaning up the house? Could I ask a friend to come over and help me do the dishes if they've been piling up in the sink for like weeks, you know, do I need a friend to come over and, uh, you know, help me make a doctor's appointment or help me, um, find a therapist if, if, if I'm really struggling with my grief right now. Um, you know, and, and it could also apply to other sort of basic self-care things. You know, for me, I was really craving a massage. You know, if, if, if you think about how are the ways that you really best, um, receive love and support your love language, which I love to talk about, um, tune in, like, what is it that you really need? What would most support you? What would help you to feel, um, most, uh, comfortable is the hard way to describe it, but what are the ways that you'd really like to receive support? So for me, it was, you know, asking a neighbor who was offering support. I said, you know, to be honest, I, I would really like a massage. And for those of us who have experienced grief, uh, perhaps you can relate, you know, making an appointment, like even picking up the phone, answering a text message, like those basic things can become absolutely, uh, impossible when you're really in the thick of it. So just by saying that out loud and, and expressing that need to someone who I felt was genuinely able to, um, hear that and, and respond to that. Then, you know, the next day I got like a gift certificate and for the local, uh, uh, massage spot and, and they helped me make the appointment and like get myself there because it was one of those kind of times where I was like not able to get out of the house. And, um, so let's, let's really 
come back to um, this whole idea of asking for what you need. And this is why this topic is so freaking like juicy and nuanced and kind of confusing and probably why most people, when I pitch it to them, they were like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, how do we learn how to ask for what we need? How do we learn to delegate in times of great change, great struggle? Um, and I think the reason why most people were stumped was because I think as a culture, as a society, we have become almost, almost like emotionally stunted in learning how to delegate and ask for what we need. And as I've been chewing on this over the last few weeks, uh, quite literally, it's come up for me um, in just learning how to ask for what I need. And what 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 first came to mind and what has really sat with me is I think the big um, level of discomfort around it is when we are voicing our needs to someone, especially someone that we care about, um, I think a huge part of it is being afraid for of, of the person saying no you know, receiving rejection around being in that vulnerable place of, Hey, this is what I'm really needing right now. Is this something that you're able to, um, offer me? Is this something that you're willing to give to me? And I think that's the biggest fear is, um, facing that rejection, hearing the no. And so as I've been navigating this within my own relationships, um, I've come up against this wall, which is quite literally like the wall of let me know if you need anything. And, and it's this discomfort. It's a place of discomfort because within our relationships, we should be able to, to voice our needs in a way that is healthy, that is, um, you know, offering a place of connection, a, 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 a place of hopeful connection, right. Um, is that you're wanting to ask and receive from that person. Um, but also a big part of it is leaning into that, um, discomfort and perhaps learning to be okay with the no being okay with the, you know, sometimes if you're asking a partner like, Hey, can I have a massage right now? Or can I have a hug or can I hold your hand or whatever? And of course, sometimes that person is not in a place of being able to give that. And so, you know, as a friend of someone who is grieving or going through a huge life change or just a friend or partner or <laughs> human on this earth, um, when someone comes to you with a need, um, it's also understanding that you are never obligated to do that thing for that person. Y'all, this is some sticky territory, right? It's like, ooh, right? Because if you start doing the thing for that person and you're not in a place of really wanting to do it, then, you know, there comes resentment and there comes like all of those other built up things that can end up, um, I think damaging a relationship in the long term. So I think when it comes down to it, it is really a balance of asking for what you need from a person who you trust, who you know is able to show up and be there if they're in the place of giving. And then also really opening yourself up to receiving and knowing that you are worthy of receiving, right? Because I think that's another big thing that comes up, especially when you're going through a huge life change, grieving, whatever it is, is, you know, sort of feeling like a burden, I think, in a way and, um, not wanting to burden other people with this monumental, uh, shift and with these big emotions and with these big things, um, because it is huge and it feels icky and sticky. And so even to like open yourself up to say, Hey, I'm really struggling right now. Um, I'm really needing support. 
even that is like, whoa, you know, like even that's really big. Um, so uh, I think it comes down to having compassion for yourself and knowing that you are worthy of receiving support, knowing that you are worthy of receiving love and giving people the opportunity to show up. Right. Um, I think that was one of the biggest things that I struggled with and still, and still do struggle with is a lot of times, you know, the offer really is genuine and it's, it really is sort of your job to discern. Okay. Like I said before, is this person really able to show up or is this, is this just something that they're saying? And, and it's okay if it's just something that we're saying, right? I mean, we, when someone's going through something really hard, we want to offer support. So then that brings me to this other, um, topic, which if you have listened to the episode on friends, um, with Cassandra of light and death, it's a fantastic episode. And she and I discuss really different options of things that you can offer to someone who is going through, um, a big life shift. So if you haven't already go back, check out that episode, but the long and short of it is, um, when someone's going through something huge and you want to offer support, but you don't know what that is. And you want to say, Hey, let me know if you need anything. And maybe that person really isn't in a place of even being able to ask for what they need break it down, think about it, perhaps put yourself in their shoes. What is their love language? If you've known this person for a while, you might know, Hey, they really like, um, you know, getting food from this one pizzeria in town, or, you know, um, maybe I know that their kids go to soccer practice on a Wednesday and maybe I can offer to pick them up and take them if I'm carpooling, like start to break it down and think of what is something practical that I can help this person with. And, really just show up. And that's where it gets like in that edge of also discomfort as a human, right? Because I think a lot of times when people are going through these huge life transitions, it's almost like we feel as if, um, we want to really give them space, which sometimes people really want that. Um, but these, the, the people aren't suddenly like untouchables. Do you know what I mean? Which it really can feel that way, especially if it's something really catastrophic or, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's when those, those big losses come in and it's like, Whoa, like that's so huge. I don't even want to touch it because I don't want to hurt. I don't want to cause more pain here by inserting myself in the situation. But again, break it down. Think for yourself. Am I the appropriate person to show up in this way? What's appropriate for me to do and lean in when it feels a little bit edgy, I would recommend, but you know, obviously choose your own adventure. Um, you know, but, but what I would offer is, um, to be in that discomfort of showing up and, and, and literally show up, you know, um, if I could have had people come (laughs) literally to my doorstep and, and some people did, which was great, but you know, and just come in and help in whatever way that they felt that they could, um, that would have been great. I think the part of it like I said, is it's hard for people to ask for help. It's hard for people to receive help. So sometimes it really is just showing up and saying, Hey, I'm here. You know, I see that, uh, you know, your, your, your floors need some vacuuming or mopping or whatever that is. And just showing up and doing it really, honestly, guys, like let's break it down here. You know, it brings me back to this whole idea of how as humans really, you know, ancestrally, we were used to living in villages and living in a, in a place where sort of every person within that tribe or village had their role. And so, um, the idea is that no one really was ever alone because it was always sort of like a a communal effort. So people wouldn't be isolated necessarily unless they like, you know, chose to go on a sort of vision quest or walk about who knows, but you know, 
we were there to support one another and, and be with people in those places of ickiness and stickiness and, and sorrow and grief and like those big, huge, nasty, um, experiences, which thank God we're human, right? Like how wonderful that we get to come down and have these types of experiences, which if you've read the book, you know, like I'm all about it. I'm all about, it's not about like shying away from, um, those types of experiences. It's sort of just being like, heck yeah, I'm so pumped to be a human. How wonderful that I get to lean into this discomfort, that I get to lean into these places that feel, um, untouchable really. Right. Um, and so that's, that's really my offer to you this week. We're going to keep this episode sort of short and sweet because like I said, there's so many other topics that I already have episodes recorded for that I'm really pumped to get into with you all. Um, but here is my offer to you this week, ladies and gentlemen, maybe get out your journal or tune in, you know, close your eyes, get it vibing. And, and, and the question here is I want you to ask yourself, what are three things that I am needing right now in my life? Three things. Okay. Tune in hear that little voice. There's a little whisper within and it's saying, these are the three things that I'm really needing and wanting to receive. Now it can either be something that you're wanting to receive, um, you know, in a relationship or it could be a, uh, you know, physical material item. Maybe you had your eyes on something at the, at the shop and you're like, mm, I want that thing. Or maybe it's an experience or maybe it's like a meal or maybe it's even something kind of intangible. Maybe it's like a, a feeling, right? Um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's you're wanting to feel empowered or you're wanting to feel loved or, you know, insert here, whatever it is. You got it? Three things. One, two, three. You got it? You got it in your head? Wonderful. And then I want you to ask yourself, which of these things am I able right now to give to myself realistically? Can I give this to myself? In what ways can I give myself this thing that I'm needing, this thing that I'm wanting? Some of those things you might not be able to give yourself, right? Mm. Okay, but maybe some of them you can So now here's the question is, which of these things could I ask someone to support me with? Which of these things could I ask someone to help me achieve, obtain, secure, gain access to whatever that is? And perhaps you start to envision in your mind, maybe I could ask this person uh, for help. You have them, you have them in your mind. Yeah. Ooh. And then notice, is there any, you know, what feelings are coming to mind if you start to imagine asking this person for help, support in that way? What feelings are in your body? Where do you feel it in your body? What sensation is there? Does it have a color? Does it have a texture? Yeah, it's big stuff. So just take a couple of breaths and lean into whatever's coming up for you. And if you can try to sort of even out whatever that is. So if there was excitement, if, if you started to feel a little hashtag triggered or a little bit like, Ooh, that feels oh, uncomfortable asking for help, whatever that is, let's just try to even it out a little bit and sort of come into that place of equanimity, um, contentment, sort of like, um, an even a still pond, right? I'll take three deep breaths with you guys. Let's go breathing into that, uh, receptivity. Two more. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of receiving. Awesome. I'm so proud of you. I'm so freaking proud of you. Look at us being humans on earth together. 
All right, ladies and gents, that is the conversation for this week. I'm so interested to hear what you all think. Um, I'm interested to continue this conversation. You know, if there's any areas that you're like, actually, you know, this is another aspect of asking for help and delegating and learning how to receive at the same time. Um, clearly, it's a topic that perhaps some of us are really struggling with right now. Another thing is, are we feeling under-resourced at this time? Is there a reason why perhaps some of us are feeling super burnt out? I mean, after everything that we've been through over the last few years or even a lifetime, perhaps we are not in a place of even being able to offer help realistically, you know? And that's when it comes back to how can I fill up my own cup Really? Mm-hmm. 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 It's like a, it's like a, I don't know, like a catch 22 or, um, God, the Ouroboros is coming to mind. It's like, what come, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? It's like, how can I offer, how can I offer love and support, but also how can I give myself support? How can I give that to myself? Because once I give that to myself, I'm able to offer it up and I'm able to receive and, da, 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 and it goes on and on and on. Yes, 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 yes. It's good. It's good. It's good. Anyway, guys, I'm so happy to be in your ear holes this week. And there is so much more coming. We're going to continue this series of Grieve Outside the Box until we reach the very end. And if you haven't already, the book is available for you to order fresh, fresh delivery from amazon.com. So go ahead, get onto Amazon, search Grieve Outside the Box by Elena Box, E-L-E-N-A-B-O-X, and you will get your book within like a day or two. They're pretty freaking zippy about it. So it's pretty nice. And then let me know what you think. Honestly, what I'm needing right now is I would love to hear from you guys. How are you enjoying the book? In what ways are, is it impacting you? Um, and what conversations are coming up for you as you're navigating the topics that come up in the book, um, and on the podcast. Uh, so lots of juicy things that we're going to be getting into in the next few weeks and months. And I'm so pumped that you're here. I love you. And I will talk to you guys again very soon. So much love. This has been another episode of the O2 Joy podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And hey, if you haven't already, go ahead, order my book, Grieve Outside the Box on Amazon. It'll be at your house within a day or two. And then after you've read it, go ahead, leave me a review. I'd love to hear what you think. And thank you so much again. I sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you again very soon. So much love.